Welcome to yet another Primal Beast Pack. Before we get into it, I'm leave y'all with some music first, and we'll go into it.
Thank you, thank you. Welcome to yet another Primal Beast Podcast. This again is part two of the good book of game. The good book of game based on game in the Bible that I'm breaking down to you guys. As always, I hope all is well and well is all I'm wishing you well from the wishing well. Now, this is actually on par. I just thought about this just a few moments ago. But... This beautiful rendition that you just heard was Charlie Wilson. As youngsters, we we refer to him as just Uncle Charlie. But the thing about Uncle Charlie is this. When we talk about a good woman, a virtuous woman, she found this man in the street. Didn't know that, for those of you that don't know, that he was the lead singer. I believe those were his brothers in the Gap Band. Uh, they were very, very prominent in the 70s, along with the Isley Brothers, uh, Marvin Gaye and Al Green and, you know, the likes of uh, Sly and the Family Stones, okay, um, um, and many, many others, okay, that was prominent. In fact, I love the, man, I love the 70s. It was a stone-cold, groovy time, man. <laughs> Absolutely. But Uncle Charlie has a very, very beautiful story. This is why he sings the song He's Blessed because he, that's how he met his now current wife at the time. Story goes, has it, that um, he was literally in the middle of the street, about almost about to sit there and die. And this woman, not knowing who he was, it, was, it wasn't even basically a, really a thing of sexual attraction or anything. She saw... A man who was in need of help. She saw a man that needed to be cleaned up. She saw a man that was destitute, down on his luck. And she pulled over, side of the road, got him out of the street, put him in her car, took him home. She fed him. Uh, I believe that Uncle Charlie was dealing with uh, uh, some drug addiction. I don't know exactly what it was. I don't know if it was that dog food. I don't know if it was the uh, the white girl. You know, we often refer to these as heroin or uh, crack, cocaine, or what have you. But Uncle Charlie was out there bad, and he needed redemption. And his blessing was that woman. See, I want you guys to understand something. As I'm talking about the good book and game, I'm breaking down these scriptures to y'all in the Bible. You know, when a woman truly loves a man, it's not about who you are already are. It's about the potential she sees in you in becoming the man that you want to be, the man that you're going to be, about her believing in you being a self-fulfilling prophecy and his beautiful wife that now actually he owns a whole line of fedoras uncle charlie does with his wife he always credits her when he wins his lifetime achievement awards his grammys or whatever a big part of his reasoning and this is when the woman becomes the glory of the man remember i told you guys in part one of the good book of game on this podcast on that segment that about the woman is the man's glory. The woman that you glorify. The woman that's glorious to you. The woman that you praise. The woman that you reward. The woman that you're generous and benevolent to. Is the woman that actually serves you. The woman who is a helper. A woman who compliments you. 
a woman who enhances whatever you may already have going on. The woman that can see the beauty in something about you that may be perceived by many to be ugly. The woman that sees you for who you are, as you are, and accepts your situation. That is your woman of glory. So I just thought I would share that with y'all because uh, as I'm singing him, hearing him singing with my man T.I., I'm blessed. You know, you are, let me say this, man. It is a blessing to have a great woman in your corner. This is why I don't really, this is why I don't disrespect women. I'm not here to bash women or anything of that because I've had great women in my life who loved me with nothing, who loved me when I didn't have a car, a place to stay or whatever, and they would clear out closet space for me. You know, they would give me the keys to their vehicle and say, hey, yo, bae, go handle your business. I call this lady luck. And every man needs a little bit of lady luck in his life. And I'm going to talk about this in another podcast. That's what it's going to be called, lady luck. All right? So let me move right along, man, breaking this down to y'all. Proverbs 11 and 22, picking up what we left off at last time, because this is a continuum. As a gold of jewel in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. Let me break that down to y'all, man. Let me put it in our terms. A woman who is beautiful but doesn't have discretion, the most high refers to her as goes in the as gold in a pig's nose. Damn, let that sink in for a second. That's something. See, let me say this, man. And there are a lot of women yet again in our Babylonian feministic society who are beautiful. They bad as hell. But they have no discretion. Did you not know? The Bible compares that woman, the good book of game compares that woman to gold, a gold ring, 14 karat, 18 karat, 24 karat gold in the pig's nose. Damn. See, that's why I tell you guys, man, what is a pig? Hmm? This is comparing a beautiful woman to swine. A pig is a bottom feeder, bro. But see, a lot of y'all think y'all got something golden. Oh, she bad. She bad. She a baddie. But she has no discretion. What does it mean to have discretion? Discretion simply means to have good sense. To have control. To be considerate, to be mature, to have precaution and some level of acumen or discernment or judiciousness, to be guarded. That's what it means to be subtle. And how many women we know nowadays, they bad as hell. They're not subtle. They're not guarded. They're an open book. She's available and accessible to everybody. She She's for everybody. She's not just for you. There's no level-headedness. There's no precaution. There's no solicitude about the female. She doesn't have the common sense or the wisdom or the level 
of sensitivity to protect her own self from being a single mother, to protect her own self from the real life struggle mania of the struggle nomics of the economics of this capitalist society. She's a bottom feeder, and that's what y'all guys are dealing with. Bottom feeders, man, look at this, man. Won't he do it? <laughs> Ain't God good, right? Giving you the game in the book, in the good book of game, the Bible. The word of the most high. Y'all didn't know this was in here. Some of y'all been Christians and whatever the uh theologists, Bible scholars for years. But y'all never broke this down. That's why I'm here for you, man. A brother in need to my brother in need. Brother, listen, we brothers in arms, and man, this is the primal beast fellowship. I'm here to give y'all this game. Please go and cash at me, man. May no may no main the dime for the game. The game will be sold, not told. But yeah. We have a lot of women out here who abuse. When it talks about a fair woman, which is without discretion, that's a beautiful woman, a gorgeous woman, a lovely woman, a sensual woman, a sexual woman, the woman that you want to have sex with. But she's just, she's gold, she's golden, but she's in the nose or the snout of a pig. How many of you guys would really stick your hand? In the pig's nose to get some gold. I know I'm not doing it. But you guys do that every day. She swine. Y'all wonder why y'all got the swine flu. Pussy whipped. That's what it means. <laughs> Over a woman that's no good for you. She offers you no value. Because why? She's a bottom feeder. She's in her own slop. Huh? Let me read this to you again aloud. As a jewel of gold in a swine snout. Yes, this is the King James Virgin. Here, I'll read it for you another translation. Just wait for it. Hold on. Let me give it to y'all another translation. In fact, I'm going to do you one better. There's a lady that goes by the name of a Maria Forlo. And this is what she had to say. Like a gold in a pig's snout. Proverbs 11 and 22 stopped me dead in my tracks this morning. Like a gold ring in the pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. Ooh. Man, we talk about the good book of game right now. Even women are reading this and they're like, damn, is that me? Have I always been beautiful, but I've been nothing more than a bottom feeder? And I wonder why guys don't want to marry me, why they don't want to commit to me, why they don't want to be with me, why they don't see me as wifey material? Yes, darling, of you, that's you, you're listening right now. You're a very attractive lady. You can get a man, but you can't keep a man. Listen, here's what Miss Maria Furlow has to say. Can you picture it? There is this ring, this beautiful, priceless, and attractive gold ring, and it is the type that everyone wants. It is the latest and the greatest in the jewelry world, and everyone gawks at his beauty. It is the talk of the town, and what does his owner do with it? He puts it on a pig. That's right, smack 
on the snout of a pig where the ring would be tatered, worn, and muzzled up close with garbage and dung for the rest of his life. What a sad waste. The dreaded question in my mind was soon to follow. Am I discreet with my beauty? True confession. I am 29 years old and I have spent the majority of my life being anything but discreet with my beauty. I already felt insecure and down about my looks. So I thought about playing them up would make me feel better. I told y'all women are addicted to what? Feelings. They're addicted to what? Feeling good. Feeling better. But I digress. So, Miss Maria Furlow says again, I cringe because I see it every day in young ladies that remind me so much of myself. If I put on this outfit, show a little here, a little more there, then maybe I will finally feel good. Pause. I've always told you guys, man, sex appeal is not a look. It is a feel type of thing. It comes from the inside and it resonates on the outside. But again, I digress. Miss Furlow again. I still fall into the trap of the pig snout, throwing around my beauty as if it were anyone's to see and admire, a habit I am sure our husbands, future husbands, and dads don't enjoy very much. Let that sink in. Nor do I, nor do the insecure women we encounter. Don't get me wrong. Your beauty has been given to you. Your daughter, your sister, your friend is beautiful and it should never be smoldered. But are we to treat it like the gold that it is or treat it like a swine's snow's ring? Pause. A swine nose ring means that she is a bottom feeder. And a lot of you guys are investing too much of your time, your energy, your effort into pig. And some of you guys don't even eat pig. <laughs> you don't even like pork. You don't like pork chops, pig feet, bacon, ham, or none of the above. But every day, you guys are chasing after the pig known as the woman who is the golden ring stuck in the pig's snout. Ooh. Gross. I'm not, I'm not reaching my fingers into there. Talk about swine flu. Talk about coronavirus. That's what you're going to have. Today, if someone is wealthy, continues Miss Maria Furlow, they are looked down upon and scorned as if they squandered their wealth away in excessive spending and debt. But if someone is excessively beautiful, well, then the world tells them to flash it around like it's nobody's business. You show them, girl, what happened to our sense of responsibility. Again, what happens to their sense of discretion. Again, what happens to their sense of being guarded or being a secret or being sacred or being covert. Hmm? All of these women out here. Listen. It's funny how I'm talking about the good book of game, but I look at life as a pe as a pimp. I was involved in that lifestyle once before in my life. And let me tell y'all something. As a P, I would never have any of these women on Instagram showing ass and titties for free. But that's how I look at it. Because I'm a connoisseur of hoes. But let's keep continue moving. So when the world tells them to flash it around like it's nobody's business, you show them, girl, what happened to our sense of responsibility. Our sense of taking care of a precious gift and treating it as such instead of flashing it about. My friend, 
Mike Quillen is such a perfect example to me of how God wants us to treat our beauty. You can't miss it. She walks into the room with a kind of stunning swagger that takes you captive. With her hair slightly curled and her subtle makeup, you cannot ignore the fact that she is gorgeous. But it is never all in your face like, bam. Listen, even the Bible, again, says the woman should dress in modest apparel. Notice what she said. Her hair is slightly curled and her subtle makeup. You can't ignore the fact that she is gorgeous. See, when y'all got a lot of, a lot of you guys are dealing with women, they're showing all their ass cheeks, all of their legs, all of their tits, their whole body for the world to see. But this is what you feel is worthy or being even called your girlfriend, let alone your wife, or even your baby mama. Is this what you want to represent your children, whether you're with this woman or not? I know it wouldn't be for me. Just saying. Now, look, for me, it's, listen, you guys got to know how to categorize a woman, where to place her at, where to put her at. A lot of you guys, I've said it before. One of these things just doesn't belong here. Y'all doing a whole mismatch game. The woman that's supposed to be your jump off, y'all want to make her the wife. And the female that you want to make your girlfriend just needs to be a one night stand or a weekend fling. And the women that y'all ignore actually is, has the qualities of being your wife. See what I'm saying? As a man, you also know how to have to know how to delegate. You too must understand how to be judicious. How to be studious when it comes to dealing with the female. You also have to have great calculation and discernment and concernment. You also got to have good foresight and horse sense and heedfulness. You got to be sensible. This is, again, part of masculine energy. A man being wise. A man being astute. A man being commonsensical. A man just understanding how to make things make sense. Being rational. But you can't be that if you're lustful. Over this woman. Yes, she's beautiful. But she's just like in the good book of game. A golden ring stuck in a pig's snout. Boy, what a, what an analogy, man. What a metaphor. Damn, those are bars. So, Miss Maria continues. Look at me. I am a hottie. Michaelin is perfectly discreet. Damn, I never met a, a chick named Michaelin. I like that name, though. Sounds like a medicine, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an antibiotic or something, but it's cute. All right. Michaelin is perfectly discreet, treating her body with respect, honor, and integrity. See, they don't want women to treat their bodies with respect, honor, and integrity. Then they get mad at us men because we only want sex. Then they get mad at us because it's all only strictly about primal attraction. And I keep telling you guys, you judge a woman by what she does outside of the bedroom, not inside of the bedroom. Yes, it's sensational. Yes, listen, man. 
The fourth basic human need is sex, after food, water, and shelter. It even shows you this on the evolutionary chart of uh, sociology and survivorship. But continue writing long. Miss Maria Furlow, poor lady, I am sure she hates the fact that I am doting over her, but truthfully, she deserves every word. Ironically enough, Michael and authors a blog called The Nesting Place with a mantra that I have embedded in my mind. It doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Amen, sister. To me, this biblical proverb calls for a redefining of ourselves and how we communicate our beauty to the world. But at least this woman is wise enough to realize the mistake that she's been making at 29. And it's good that she recognized because at that point in time, you know, uh, Basically, let me say this, man. For most women, once a woman is not married by the age of 30, she basically remains to the game. Belongs to the game. She's the remnant of the game. Because women, men, we want young wives, young brides. Yes, she still is really young. But there's a lot of things that you can't do with a woman that's 30 as far as leading and guiding her that you can do with a woman that's 20 or 25. Women have a very, very small window to try to get a, to try to get a man. But society, again, has taught women to get the bag, not the man. But once the, mad, the bag begins to diminish, as she gets older and older, a lot of these women realize that, damn, social programming and my mom and all of the women around me have lied to me because here I am. I'm 40, 50, 60 years old. I don't have a man. Now God has to be her man. Now Jesus is her man. And it's just, and this is just a cover up or a substitute or a way of a woman trying to psych herself out by saying God is my man. But God can't touch a woman the way the man does. Hmm? God can't stimulate the woman's sight, sense of sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste the way the man does. This is why God gave the woman to the man when he created the woman. God said, I am your father. I'm not your man. I don't want to be your man. My woman is the body of Christ. See what I'm saying? Very incestuous if you ask me. A daughter talking about God is her man. Now, like you got a daughter, and she's telling my daddy, my man. Now, I get it from a standpoint. I've had my ex-girlfriend even tell me that. But that's the first man that she ever knew. That's, listen, a dad can't give a, a, man, a woman what the boyfriend or the husband or romantic or a doting romantic interest can give her, not canny. So that makes it uncanny. But let me finish this up. Ironically enough, Michael and Authors a blog called The Nesting Place with a mantra that I have embedded in my mind. It doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Amen. Sister, to me, the biblical proverb calls for a redefining of ourselves and how we communicate our beauty to the world. No more. If you got it, flaunt it. But instead, since you've got it, be careful with it. Your gold nose ring will thank you someday. So will your husband, friends, and daughters. The end. Well, I'm glad that she realized this because a lot of women don't realize it. And a lot of you guys don't recognize it. Listen, just because a woman is beautiful, fellas, doesn't mean 
that you have to bow down. It doesn't mean that you have to give in with a whole bunch of simping, with a whole bunch of tricking. All right. You have to look at the quality of her character and her class, not at the quality of her outward appearance or her outward beauty. All right. Moving right along, man. The good book of game. So then we move on to Proverbs 21 in the ninth verse. It is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in the wild house. Dang. You heard that? Some of you guys have dealt with the contentious woman. And even in the good book of game, it is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop. It's better meaning it's better to live in your attic. Then we're dealing with a female that wants to brawl with you. She wants to challenge you. She wants to contend with you. She wants to clash against you. Now, I know many of you guys have come across this. And I hate to say it, especially black men. <laughs> Me being a ballad enemy, I don't like to bring in color when we're talking about the matters of dealing with women. But, hey. When y'all dealing with a woman of an aggressive nature, you don't want to deal with that. Like I tell women, listen, I love women. I don't want to fight women. I don't want to have to choke a, choke a broad out to get her to behave. I don't even want to have to yell my voice at her. If I got to do all that, listen, I'd rather be done with you. Because why? She's not a, listen, she... She's not worth the trouble. She's not worth the risk. Her value is not worth you going to jail for. Her, you know, she's not at that point. No woman is worth you even losing peace of mind over. Trying to figure out how to make her happy. That's not your job to make a woman happy. She has to be happy inside herself. Listen, I want you guys to get to the top level of game and knowledge when it comes to dealing with women. I want a man that can make me happy. A woman like that, she needs to go seek some therapy, some counseling. That's not your job. Only happiness comes from satisfaction with your livelihood and what you are and what you're doing. The only thing you're made to do is enhance and advance what's already there inside the woman. I keep telling you guys, stop taking on these reclamation projects. It gets you nowhere. Just you're going to be frustrated for her, with her, because she's not who you want her to be. And she's going to be frustrated with you for trying to change or mold or shape her into something that she doesn't want to be or doesn't know how to be. The end. Moving right along. Proverbs 21 and 19. Uh-oh, we got it twice. Again, to reiterate, it is better to the will in the wilderness. God, Lord have mercy. Than with the contentious and an angry woman. The first scripture, 21 and 9, says it's better for a man to live in his attic. Now it goes, says deeper. Look, the writer here says, forget all that. It's better to dwell in the wilderness, in the concrete 
jungle in a safari with lions and tigers and bears and snakes and jackals and vultures and buzzards and crocodiles and alligators and wildebeest and rhinos and giraffes and tigers and elephants and mountain lions than it is to be in a dwelling, in a house, in a structure with a contentious and an angry woman. Enough said. Self-explanatory. Let me move on. Proverbs 27 and 15. Boy, y'all see all this game in the good book that you all refuse to read? Or maybe you've overlooked it because y'all listen to your pastor and your elder and your reverend and your sacred to do it for you. This is why I'm here for you, man. Donate to the cash. You have the game. It's supposed to be sold, not told. May no man to die. Thank you very much. You want to reach out to me for personal consultations? The Primal Beast One at gmail.com, and I will get back with you. 27 and 15, the book of Proverbs. A continual dropping on a very rainy day, and a contentious woman are like, oh my God, they pouring it on more. See, even back then, listen, they've always said there's nothing new under the sun. Obviously, back then, we had women who were contentious. We had women who were rebellious. I've often told you guys, listen, it is in the nurture of the woman to submit, but it is in a woman's nature to rebel. We saw this with the first woman ever created with Eve, the mother of all living. Her nurture was to submit and to conform to the man. She was giving to the man. We heard what Adam said. You t- I talked about it in the very last podcast. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall become woman because she comes from a man and she's giving back to the man. Think about when a woman gets married. She comes from a father, but she's giving to the husband. Going from There's a transference from one man to another. A woman is a possession. Y'all don't hear me though. Nobody owns me. This is what a lot of feminist women will tell you. But as we go back to, and when we go back in time, even in modern time, we still have a lot of patriarchal collective cultures today that the women understand they are to be possessed by the man. Y'all don't get it. Why do you think when a woman gets married to a man, she drops her surname and assumes the last name of the surname of her now husband? Because what that represents to the state and everybody there, she's no longer state property. She's the property of that man. That's why she takes on your last name. And that's why the children take on your last name also. Shame on you guys, man. Y'all simply having babies with women and the kid don't even have your last name. They got her last name or her grandmama's last name. You got to start questioning the paternity of that child. Listen, when my BM came and told me that, John, I don't like that last name, John. I said, well, listen, we're going to get a paternity test then. Because obviously it's not my child. Here, your last name is Anderson or Johnson or Kalowski. Your last name is Brunette. Your last name is Thompson or Franklin. And your child is not even carrying your last name. Listen, man, your name has power. Your name means something. 
Your name is your legacy because your children are your legacy. That woman becomes a part of your legacy. How the hell your last name is Silva and your BMs or your baby mama sits up there and uses her, her maiden name, which may be what? Cobra. Her last name is Ross. Her last name is Moss. And your last name is Johnson. That's a woman right there telling you that these kids don't belong to you. So guys, so many guys go as so far. You married a woman and she still keeps her maiden name. Or there's a hyphen there. Ain't no hyphens, ain't no last name. Listen, listen, you, you guys got to respect your name, man. All you got is your balls, your words, and your name. And even in a good book, it says a name goes a long way because that's your reputation. And if a woman wants you to marry this woman, because I've often told you guys to understand something. The woman is your responsibility in the marriage. Marriage has always been made for the woman. Marriage for a man is responsibility. Don't you realize that? Till death do you part. So why would you let your property, a possession of yours, not carry your name? Think about it. That's a woman already being contentious against you. That's a woman already being rebellious against you. She doesn't respect you enough to say, my last name, uh, you know, is his last name. If your last name is Williams, then she needs to become a William. She's no longer a Gregory. She's no longer a, a, a Hill. Anita Hill. Anita Baker. Tiffany Johnson. No, if your last name is William, then she's Tiffany Williams. Stacy Williams. Y'all don't hear me though. Again, you've already let the woman disrespect you. I've always told you guys, the same way you got her, the same understanding that you have with her, that's, listen, you already start, listen, culture is everything. Morale is everything you're dealing with the female. So anytime y'all having children out here and you're going to marry a woman, listen, one accord, this is your tribe. My daddy used to speak life and strength to me and say, boy, you are a giant boy. You got my blood in your veins. You are a giant. You are an exile. Act like it. Walk like it. Look like it. Behave like it. Don't embarrass the family name. That's your legacy as a man. But see, y'all don't know this because it ain't been taught to you. You ain't never heard it like that before. Take pride in that, man. If your name, your last name is Bradley, guess what? Everybody here is a Bradley. Your wife is a Bradley. She's not a beaver. She's a Bradley. All of your kids are a Bradley. I don't care if y'all want to knock up five different women. I advise against it, but guess what? They're going to have your name. They got your blood, but they ain't got your name. That's a stamp. That's brandy we call that.
Your name is a brand name. I've always told you guys, you have to understand, you're not just a man, you are a brand, even in your presentation. Brand name. Main Main is a brand name. Emmanuel Antoine John is a brand name. I'll be damn it if I let any man, a woman, a child, or a government, or faction disrespect my name. That's all you got. Even when Tina Turner, the voice Ike Turner, she said, all I want is my name, judge. All I want is my name. I don't want money. She, I don't even think she wanted her masters. She just wanted her name because it's all in the name. Even when it comes to Jesus, it's all in the name of Jesus. Cleaning the blood of Jesus over your life to protect you. Whether you believe or not, you better believe in something during these uncertain times of the coronavirus outbreak. Let me go deeper with this. Let me move on. This is more good game for y'all. Ecclesiastes 7.26 I find it more bitter than death, the woman whose heart is like snares and nets, and her hands is bands, whoso pleaseth God shall escape from her, but the sinner man shall be taken by her. You know what this means? I had to say this, but you are a sinner man, you don't believe in the most high's word. And you, that's why y'all been taken, that's why y'all been got by these women. And here it is for you right now, plain as day in black and white. I know y'all gonna tune off now, go ahead, fine. Keep getting played by the women. Whoso pleases the most high shall escape from her. Meaning that you ain't going to get played by her because you see who she is. You see what she's about. You ain't going to get caught up in investing your money, your time, your energy and effort in her. But for you guys that are sent. I, mean, I don't believe in the Bible, man. Ain't no, man. Ain't no good book of game in there, man. Ain't no game about how to deal with no woman. You guys are the ones right now that's midtown. Man, that's going your own way. Scared of women. Don't know what to do with the woman. That's why you're avoiding them. That's why you're running away from them. Because every time you go out here, you meet a woman, you get conquered. <laughs> ain't that something? You're getting your ass kicked by the woman. You ain't out here kicking ass and taking names. You ain't out here sexually conquesting women. You're not out here dominating the woman. You're not out here even rejecting the woman. Are you? You accept it. You believe in her. And I find it more bitter than death. God. Listen. God is saying, I find it more bitter than death who the, the, death, the woman whose heart is like snares and nets. You know what? Self-destruction. You're headed for self-destruction. When y'all dealing with the woman, her heart is like snares and nets. Meaning that she's a death trap to you. She's a sand trap to you. I, that's why a lot of guys are in court right now, divorced, broke, have to restart, rebuild their whole life, wondering, how did I get here? How did it come to this? Because you never believed in the good book of game. You didn't see the one with the flattering lips, did you? You didn't see that Jezebel. You didn't see that Delilah coming to that Samson. So Samson, tell me, what is the secret to your strength? There you are. That's why I tell you guys, let your words be few and seasoned with grace. That's also a proverb in the Bible. 
Samson wanted to brag. She bad. Well, you know, actually, it's my locks. It's my hair. That's why I get my strength from. See, the other men understood. There's no way we can beat this guy. He's too massive. He's too mighty. He's too robust. He's too sturdy. He's too strong. Ah, we know we'll send a woman because, listen, since the beginning of the time, one thing men have always understood, the one thing women have always understood, that the weakest part of a man is his dick. It's his cock. It's his genitalia area, which is his pleasure center. And there's Delilah cutting the man's hair off for only 30 pieces of silver. Don't get y'all hair cut off. Y'all hair cut off. Your strength cut off. Remember the words of the king's mother, beloved mother. Son, give not your strength to women. Which is upcoming. I'm going to get to that. That's going to take us out. 1 Corinthians 7 and 3. More game. Look at all this beautiful game. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence. Wait for it. And likewise... Also, the wife unto her husband. See, you guys thought that you are always supposed to be generous and benevolent. The woman is also supposed to show you a level of benevolence and generosities as well. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I keep telling you guys, man. Relationships are give, 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 give. Only a scandalous, lazy Desperate woman believes in give and take. And only a foolish, simplest man begives, be, believes in give and take. Because anytime it's give and take, I can guarantee you as a man, you're always going to do more giving than receiving. You're always going to do more give, 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 give. And she's always, all she's going to do is take, 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 take. Consume, consume, consume. Waste, waste, waste. And in the, word of, in the word of the Most High again, we understand that waste not, want not. See, anytime a woman is not willing to give to you, y'all got women out here making $50,000, $100,000 a year and everything. And as a man in your life, in her life, you are still the stewardess. Because making money is twofold. It's not just about who makes it. It's all about who manages it. The word man is in manager, man date, man up, and stand up, and she has to stand down. A woman should be bringing you everything that she has. That's her ultimate choosing fee. Not just no poom poom. Okay, that's the choosing fee sexually. Close but no cigar. That's almost. A woman has chosen many men with the poom poom, with the punani, with the pinata. You know how many guys have popped that pinata? You know how many guys have popped that weasel? What is the woman giving you that she hasn't given to any other? Let me move along, man. Leviticus 21 and 13. And he shall take a wife in her virginity. Oh, my God. Now, we understand, listen, really no woman is really worth, if we're going to play this book by the book of game, the ultimate book of game being the Bible, no woman is really worth marriage after she loses her virginity. If you ain't popped that cherry known as breaking the hymen where you see blood, she's really not worth marriage. 
I want you guys to understand, man. A woman earning your last name, forget the ring. It's about your last name. Your last name is more powerful than that ring. It is more priceless than that ring. Understand that. Y'all are dealing with a beautiful woman that's a jewel of gold in a pig snout. If she's not a virgin. That's why I tell you guys, man, most all women belong to the game. And that's why women, after they just sat up there and had another man's baby, after they just sat up there and got themselves emotionally tied and involved with the man that they just can't let go today, it is a distinct pleasure and privilege, especially if a man marries a woman. And for a man, he's damn near a fool to marry a woman that's not a virgin. And we all are caught up in this trap of foolishness because there are no more virgins or women of chastity in our society anymore. So it's a ball of confusion. We are definitely in the concrete jungle. And you better be that lion and that tiger and that bear in this concrete jungle because a lot of these women are lionesses. A lot of these women, that's why they refer to older women as cougars. A lot of these women are crocodiles, crocodile tears with a crocodile smile, and you can't trust it. A lot of these women are snakes. Keep your grass cut low and stay on the pavement. What came to a woman? A snake? A serpent? So you don't think a woman learned the way of the snake, of being deceitful, of being flattery with lip service? Huh? Being dishonest? What? The overplay for the underlay? She acts like she's into you, but she just wants your money? Act like she's into you, but she's just there because basically she has no better options than you. Her alpha and the bravo archetypes are not available to her. So now she comes to you. That Charlie, that Delta, that Echo, she's a bottle feeder. I mean, y'all want to treat her like she's golden and place her on a pedestal. You want to act like she's your woman of glory. But she's not virtuous. She's not there to serve and surrender her all, her best, her last, her anything, her everything to you. Listen, there's nothing wrong with desiring a woman or dealing with the female. But keep everything in perspective. Stay level-headed. Leviticus 21 and 7. I'm about to close. I only got about 10 more minutes. They shall not take a wife that is a whore or profane. Neither shall they take a woman put away from her husband, for he is holy unto God. Leviticus 18 and 18. A widow or a divorced woman or profane or a harlot. These shall not he take, meaning to be a wife. But he shall take a virgin of his own people to wife. You know what this is saying, man? This, I, and really, I didn't even really pay attention to this myself. I'm learning myself. Oh, any woman that is a widow. What's a widow? A woman that was married. Maybe she lost her husband to, you know, combat or he died before she did for whatever reason, natural causes, or maybe he was killed. Like even a female that has a baby daddy that was killed or maybe she was married to that guy. Really, like, let's look at Vanessa Bryant. According to the scriptures, the good book of game, she's never allowed to remarry. A divorced woman is never allowed to remarry. A profane, meaning a woman who is more of the leisure kind when it comes to sex.
the woman who is more easy when it comes to the more sexually progressive woman. And then it says, or a harlot. These shall you not take as a man to really wife away. So again, dang. How many women are virgins? How many women are divorced? How many women are widowers? How many women are profane or promiscuous? So this is basically telling us that zero women basically in society are marriage material. Zero women basically according to the good book of game. The hall of game. Originally written in its natural form. I don't care what you believe in. This comes from the Bible, comes from the Dead Sea Scrolls. Don't get me, don't let me get deep with this, man. Any of you Bible scholars out there that want to talk to me? Oh, the man wrote the book. Well, listen, what makes you believe in any other book? A man wrote every book you ever read. So stop it with the hypocrisy. But according to this, in our westernized modern culture, None of no women are worthy of marriage. So you know what that means? You smash and you dash, you pump and you dump. I know a lot of guys want to get mad at me right now because disagree with me because oh you Christian, that's not what a man is supposed to do. Well, listen. Personally, I think that is very unreasonable and illogical for men to talk about going celibate. Nowhere in the Bible does it mention about a man really being celibate. And we can have a debate about this, if you like, anybody. No one in the Bible. Yes, the man should also practice discretion. Because this is just a part of a man's discipline. I always tell you guys to practice dick discipline or cock discipline or sexual discipline. But a man is not defiled. A man is not abominable. Because he has sex with a whole bunch of women that are unworthy. Just make sure you wrap it up and try not to get none of these bras knocked up. Because a lot of these women are not even worthy of being the mother to your child. They're only worthy of the moment. Make her feel good through sensual and sexual interplay. And that's that. A woman is still, you're still responding to your primal need for the woman with sex. Who can find, Proverbs 31 and 10, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? The heart of her husband doeth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Look, a lot of you guys, y'all know what y'all feel. I've even had a lot of men confide to me, you know what? I knew she wasn't ish when I met her. I, you know, a lot of you guys are seeing a handwriting on the wall, but y'all ignore it. For whatever reason, because of lust, because of lack of options, because you make excuses and pardons for her. But y'all see that she y'all see how she is. You know how you met her. You know the shit that she did with you on the first night. Like I've always said, I don't ever judge a woman for what she does with me. But y'all see the beer, the, the, the spirit of her behavior. You understand her demeanor. Guys, y'all not dumb either. Y'all just lustful. And you go brain dead when your dick stand up, when it rises. Don't be enslaved to your sexual urges when it allows you to be a fool for women. 
This is what the good book of game is telling y'all, known as the Bible. Give not, this is what I'm going to end with. Give not your strength to women, Proverbs 33 and 3, nor thy ways to that which destroys kings. You are a king, man. Lust destroys a man with a woman. Listen, since the beginning of time, we saw in the book of Genesis that the devil has always worked through the woman to bring down the man. And he works through her, through her sexuality. And also through, number one, that's the, that's the number one way. Secondly, it's through psychological warfare, trying to shame a man and belittle a man and be condescending to the man. And third is actually spiritually. This is why witches exist. You've had them in churches all over the map. Don't let me talk about that. Spiritual warfare. You know how many women are going to psyches and stuff, trying to trap a man, putting sage around their doors and putting stuff in his food and all that? Period. Blood. We've been hearing about this stuff for years, and this shit is real. I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. I don't want to scare you guys and be eerie with this. But some of your most sensual, passionate, mysterious, a lot of times you see a woman who is very, very mysterious. A lot of times, take it from your man, man, oh man, and die, she could be a witch. Because in the Kabbalah, in a lot of these uh, dark circles, they want to place the woman above the man so the man can serve the man and be subservient to the man. That thing about that whole thing about being pussy whipped is very, very real. And that's why as we refer back to Ecclesiastes, when it says that the woman's heart is like snares, uh, snares and nets, and it talks about the evil woman, it's talking about the witch. The witch has a dark heart. She doesn't know how to love. She only knows how to manipulate the man with her sexuality, with her femininity to take advantage of the man, to overutilize and appreciate and ultimately to destroy the man. Why well, I think a lot of women are cold-blooded and cold-hearted. A woman who will divorce a man, she doesn't care about your lightness, lightness to her darkness, your, how well-intentioned you are. She doesn't care because she's a witch. She was there to be a vampire and suck the life out of you. The mental, the physical energy and the vigor out of you. Y'all don't hear me though. This is why you guys got to read the good book of game, man. To know what y'all dealing with. The spirits that y'all come with. So I tell you guys, don't look at the woman's outward of beauty. Have to gaze through the woman. Sometimes I can feel and sense evil in the woman. I'm like, nah, I'm cool. She ain't no good. Y'all be having women with these evil spirits and attitudes and stuff. And saying hi. Don't even deal with her. And a lot of these dating coaches are teaching you guys how to deal with women that are no good. Last but not least, Proverbs 31 and 30. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that fears the Lord shall be praised. A lot of women are coming to y'all with this flattery. Favor is deceitful. You know what favor is? Sex. You see, y'all got, you guys also have to learn how to break down the word of the most high. That's what favor is. Just because a woman has sex with you is very deceitful. That doesn't mean she loves you. She's just wet and horny. Especially, listen, if the woman has had more than five sexual partners in her life, she's gone forever. You understand that? So this is why all women are not emotional at the sex, because she's already been turned out. And beauty is vain. Listen, man, it's vanity upon vanity. Beauty is fleeting, meaning that. 
Y'all got to stop being so vain and stop trying to choose a woman based on just her looks. Because all she is at the end of the day, as the good book of gamers just told us, is a piece of jewel stuck in a pig's snout. She's a bottom feeder. She's slop. She doesn't belong to you. And why would you want that? That's my time for now. Be your primal beast at your primal best. Double salute. God bless.